Hey, Brandon. Hey, Buena. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going good, man. How you doing? Doing good. Good to see you again. Yeah, hanging in there uh-huh. still? Still hanging in here, you know. Same old stuff, man. Nothing much changed. Well, you know what? That's not true. We uh, <clears throat> got our uh, stimulus check pretty recently. Hey. <laughs> Finally came in. Yeah, we got ours too. Finally came point. in, and Brandon, it's all gone. Everything's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Already, uh, we we did. We got some uh, got some new furniture, and uh, you know some other things that we needed for the house and stuff like that. And so, uh, yeah, it's been nice. Did you did you guys got yours too? Yeah, we got ours too. It's still sitting there. Um, just oh, a little saver. Well, yeah, we're, we're probably going to use it up at some point, but um, we're going to be trying to find a new place soon, so we might have to use that for deposit or whatever, but still figuring out what to do with it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. But it's nice. I thought about you a lot today, Brandon. I uh, I, I texted you and uh, you know, because I was listening to a lot of Reliant K and Switchfoot yeah. back and forth. Yeah. And I was like, man, these are the days, you know, these were the days. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so like, let me let me ask you this: When was the last time you like jammed out? When was the last time like you got in your guitar and like just like jammed? You know? Yeah, I do it from time to time. Um, not as much as I would like. Um, just you know, now not not having my job kind of require me to do it. Um, yeah. I really have to make the time for it. But I do. Yeah, for here and there, I will. I definitely will. Yeah. It's been getting fun now too because Ellie's showing a lot more of an interest in playing, and so she'll bring out her, her little ukulele or a keyboard or oh, something awesome. and want to play. So, it's starting to become something more that we, you know, can do together. And so, That's yeah, good. every once in a while, good. Uh, Everyone's a family band, Partridge Family, <laughs> right? Goals, right there. That's right. Yeah, man. Well, Brandon, today we have a very special guest. Um, some some would say he is the the Jedi Master to us Padawans. Yeah, that's a good Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, Dr. Ken Green, who for us was our uh, professor at uh, MacU for many years. Yeah. And, uh, he is the, I'll probably get his title wrong. I'm sure he'll correct us in the video, but he is the, the professor of youth and family ministries at MacU. And he kind of was in charge of teaching us classes about youth ministry, parenting. Um, working with students, legal and administration, creating uh, th- things just in ministry in general. And so uh, I I had more classes with him, I guess, than you did, right? Because your major yeah. was not youth ministry. No, it was not. I only had him for like one class. So I saw him around a lot and, and everything. So I, I definitely knew who he was, but uh, only I only had him as a teacher once. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, But we both know him pretty well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is Mac- our first. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mac- Mackie's not a big school, so we know him pretty well. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is our first professor as a guest too. We've uh, this is a new new turf for us here on Deep and Wide. Yeah, then honestly, he he was like, I felt like I was booking this big old, you know, like like famous person <laughs> getting to the uh, big time here, yeah. big time, you know. And so, <laughs> but it, it was good. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to him. We're going to talk to Ken about a couple different things, um, uh, just about his life and parenting. And uh, youth and family ministry, and ba- basically why why a Bible education? You know, why is that important? And and what can students take away from with a, with a Bible college, Christian university education? And so uh, that's what we're going to talk about today with Doctor yeah. Ken Ken Green. And so, all right. Well, without any further ado, let's get into it with Doctor Ken Green. Enjoy. 
Hey, Dr. Green, how are you? I'm doing really well. How are you all? We're good. Doing good. Good to see you. Good to see you. Is it okay, I guess, now that we're graduated, can we call you Ken? You can. Oh, man, this is an honor. <laughs> Next level here. <laughs> how have you been doing with uh, quarantine? It has been um, interesting, uh, but I think good. I mean, we're enjoying the family time. Um, with our youngest. I mean, she is going to be graduating in a year, so it's good to spend a little extra time with her. Um, Elise is bummed because she had to come home from her internship, but uh, she's yeah. doing it remotely and adjusting to that. And um, right now, our oldest daughter and her husband are down for about a week and a half because she took a new job in Raleigh, and uh, everything's delayed as far as her license coming in for North Carolina. So they came yeah. and stayed with us for a week. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So quarantine, but quarantine with a lot of good people. That's good. That's the That's best way to do it. That's best you can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you picked up, like, you know, a lot of people during this time, they're, like, baking more or, like, learning to sew. Have you picked up, like, a thing you're trying to do? <laughs> we, um, I'm probably gardening more. So doing some of that, like the vegetable thing. Yeah. Um, we, um our hobby has become raising puppies, and we had a couple of litters of puppies until last weekend. So that was our big extra. Oh, wow. That's so, awesome. That's awesome. So, <laughs> it's like having 14 extra children for eight weeks, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And it's okay if there's nothing. I always think that about myself. I'm like, I'm not really picking up anything at this time during the quarantine. <laughs> Well, with having all the kids home, they always want to play games at night. So it's kind of like everybody's like, we're getting all these extra things done. And I'm like, we're playing cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we're, no. we're super excited to have you on here, the podcast. And uh, I'm excited. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. it's been a while. I, I know the last time I saw you was back in February at CCYC. Um, mm -hmm. Brandon, when was the last time you saw Dr. Green or Ken? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I haven't seen Ken in, in a couple of years. I think it was a couple of graduations ago, I believe. Um, probably, probably two graduations ago. So it's been a little bit of time. It has been. Well, bit. I was going to say your daughter was a baby. If you're saying she's three, uh, it has been just, a couple of years. Yeah, she was like, yeah, I think she was just born, or maybe like six months old, or something like that. So yeah, it's been been a little bit, been a little bit. Oh. Good to good to chat tonight. Yeah, reunited, yes. and it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> So we <laughs> we wanted to have you on to kind of pick your brain about a bunch of different things. And so uh, the first thing that we wanted to ask is the big question of who is Ken Green? And uh, <laughs> to, to, I guess, open up a little more, uh, where did you originally grow up at? I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up, uh, both of my grandfathers were ministers, so grew up in a Christian home. Both of my parents came from different denominational backgrounds, and because of that, we kind of settled in on the Christian church, which was non-denominational, and uh, offered both of them what they were looking for, and uh, I was going to a Christian school uh, that was sponsored by a Christian church at that time, and um, grew up at Southeast Christian Church in Louisville, Kentucky, so uh, great church to be a part of as far as kids, as far as youth group. Yeah. All right. Do you have any siblings? I have one brother. He's three and a half years younger. So would you say that, did you get in more trouble as the older brother or less trouble? 
No, I was the oldest, so I was the good kid, or I at least knew how to hide it when I was bad. Sure, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of my negative traits, I can remember when um, I was little, I would um, threaten to bite myself and tattle on him if he didn't do what I wanted. So mm-hmm. he pretty much what I too. Yeah. Did you play any sports growing up? Uh, I loved basketball, but I'm not the athlete, so I was more the academic, uh, uh, drama club, so probably uh, the nerd that uh, <laughs> uh, you would talk about, but uh, had a good time. Uh, most of my high school memories uh, rotate around youth group, or um, uh, my hobby in high school was I was um, in every uh, play or school ever did, Yeah, um, eighth grade through high school. So, do you have a favorite play that you're in? Yes, I was Winston in Georgia or in 1984. Oh, that's well, cool. That's a good one. play. Yeah, it was a good one, and it was in 1984. So that tells you how old I am. That's cool. <laughs> Brandon, were you in any plays growing up? Uh, you know, I was in one. Um, I it was actually at a school I didn't go to though. My sister's school was putting on a play, and they needed they were doing cheaper by the dozen. And uh, they needed somebody to play the youngest brother. And I was in like sixth grade, but I was really, really small. And so I kind of jumped in to, to play this role. I had like, I don't know, five or six lines. Um, and that was my whole acting career. I don't think I ever did anything after that. <laughs> I had my one stint yeah. in sixth grade. My, uh, my big break was my senior year of high school. And they did Little Shop of Horrors. And I was Seymour. And, nice. Uh, that was it. That was like my my one and only big like yeah I made it you know so <laughs> that's a great role though yeah I think so I think so <laughs> um, Ken did you don't live in Louisville anymore you've kind of moved around a lot as would you say uh, I've been in a few different states if that's what you're asking yeah. I, uh, <laughs> from uh, college I moved to um, Tampa Florida was in youth ministry there for about two and a half years. Um, that was where I was when I met my wife. Uh, then we got married and actually did our honeymoon and then went to Bristol, Tennessee, where they're about five and a half years. Uh, we ended up co-ministering in a church there. She did children's ministry. I did uh, associates in youth. And then from there, I got some I got some graduate work, went to uh, Minnesota Bible College that became Crossroads College, was there about nine years, and then jumped over here to North Carolina. Yeah, so definitely a couple different states. Yeah. And, uh, you know, currently in North Carolina, of course, uh, you are at a position at uh, Mid-Atlantic Christian University. Uh, What is your position title, and and what, what exactly do you do there? I'm professor of youth and family ministry, so I teach uh, students that are going into ministry, uh, primarily uh, youth ministry, and then I am also their VAWA coordinator, which is the Violence Against Women's Act, so any type of sexual assault allegations I oversee. Oh, wow. Is that a new one? I don't think I remember that one when we were there. That, uh, I've been, I've been the VAWA coordinator for several years, um, Okay. I moved into the professor role about, uh, well, full-time professor and then VAWA about a year ago. Okay. That's cool. Wow. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about, well, kind of rewind. So that was kind of the broad strokes, but tell us a little bit about going, um, 
going to college and kind of your choices in education and wanting to pursue teaching and ministry and, and all of those kinds of things? Certainly. I would say as far as ministry goes, I've done about everything that I told God I wouldn't do, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, I went to Bible college because I was going to go into senior ministry, did not want to do youth ministry at all. Then before the end of my freshman year, I started doing youth ministry in a small town in Kentucky. Uh, it's very close to my hometown. Uh, so on the weekends, I could go go home, uh, do this youth ministry. And I ended up doing that for almost four years. I loved it. And through that youth ministry switch to, uh, at the time, they didn't have the youth ministry degrees. You could get a Christian education degree, which I got uh, initially. My thought, though, at the, at the time was I wanted to go, I wanted to teach one day uh, in a Christian college. And that became more and more of a passion as the farther I got into ministry, because I saw a lot of individuals um, get hurt in ministry, uh, burn out in ministry. And I just wanted to be able to address some of those issues that I saw. Mm. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so was that, I guess, you, you know, you said kind of growing up in, in the church and with um, family who had been in ministry, was that kind of the, your original dream and then teaching kind of came along as you were doing that or did it all uh, kind of I don't, at once? Ministry became a dream late in high school. Initially, I thought I was going to go, my plan was to go to University of Kentucky and be a lawyer. <laughs> wow. And, about sophomore, junior year, I decided on ministry, and um, I, I would have to say it was more or less that I was mentored by a youth minister that I had in high school, and he mentored four or five of us guys, and uh, we all went into ministry. Yeah, okay. It was through his example. That lawyer life would have been interesting. I, I can kind of get like a Atticus uh, Finch. Is that his name? Atticus Finch, is that his name? That was his name. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that, but thank you. I'll I'll, I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. while you're in college, uh, you you say you went to Tampa, and that's where you met Shelly, your wife, right? Uh, that's a convoluted story, but I I graduated from um, Cincinnati uh, Bible College at the time, and then when I graduated, I actually did a. Uh, another semester and got a teaching certificate. I was actually thinking about doing uh, missions work at that time. And then um, God took it in a different direction. I ended up in Tampa. So kind of a convoluted story. I was there uh, in Tampa for about a year and a half. Um, I had um, two really good friends that were in ministry in Florida. And um, they... Uh, one of them uh, was married to uh, a young lady who was my wife's RA at Milligan College when she was in mm. school. And the other, um, she was for a short time, she was in Florida uh, working at a Christian nursing home. Her, her original degree is in nursing home administration. And um, they kept trying to get me to go on a blind date with her, and I wouldn't do it. So uh, <laughs> we uh, lived within 20 minutes of each other for about eight or nine months, I refused to get or to meet her, and then they tricked me into meeting her at a CIY conference, and we started dating when we were about eight hundred miles apart. So wow. that's that's the convoluted oh. story. Yeah. 
So, so what, we could have dated when she was in Florida, but she moved to Tennessee and started working for Milligan. That's when we started dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you had to ask Shelly, like, what was her first impression of you? What were some of the words you think she would use? I, I'm not sure if I can say that in mixed company. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, she's actually told me um, that um, she's told me the answer to that question. Uh, she said that my my eyes were the first thing she noticed. Okay, and I mean, don't we all? Isn't that for everybody? <laughs> so. Yeah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, cool, cool. So, uh, how long did you guys date before you were engaged? Have you heard the story? Is that why you're asking this question? No, I have not. No. Oh. Is there a story? Uh, we went on seven dates and dated um, three months before we were engaged. Okay. We were apart. So. Right, right. The I, most I of our dating relationship was over phone. Yeah. Wow. At that yeah. I, I may have heard the story and maybe I... I just didn't remember, but uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, did, so, yeah, our first car payment was cheaper than our phone bills at the time, so it was economy. <laughs> <now. laughs> Man, um, when you guys, so obviously you got married uh, young and uh, in some eyes quick, and uh, in our circle of the christian university bible college a lot of the students also end up in that same position would what kind of advice would you give to you know a couple that's about to about to get married about to get engaged still people might say young or something like that well and in some ways we were young i mean you see a lot of students get married right out of bible college we had both graduated from college we were both working for Mm. a couple of years actually before we got married Uh, so did have a little bit of time by ourselves to get to know each other. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and I've been put on the spot. We have four daughters now, uh, two of which are married, and you know, you always have those um, those questions from your kids as far as uh, anytime they start to date somebody and you question them. It's always things like, uh, "You and mom got married in like three months, so who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I think, and this is not to make excuses, but because we were 24, 25, I think we had decided what we were looking for in another person. Um, and um, for both of us, I think the Christian values were the, the primary thing we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, since that was the foundation our relationship started on, I, I think it, it brought about a lot of strength and solidity to, to the relationship. Yeah. Um, Shelly is a minister's uh, daughter, which I always, that was another thing I said I would never do. I would never date a minister's daughter, Uh, but um, she knew how to support somebody who was in ministry. Um, She, uh, at the time we met, I was in a a ministry that uh, was a little bit of a difficult ministry. And I think what attracted me more to her than anything else was just, um, the way she responded to me is um, when we first met, it was, she was just an incredible encourager supporter from the moment uh, that we met uh, just intuitively. Uh, I had 35, 40 kids in my youth group at that point in time. 
just intuitively started responding to kids in my youth ministry, and I was thinking, this is yeah. this is a solid person. This yeah. is kind of yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty easy to identify. Yeah, and that's that's a, a really good piece of advice, you know, looking at your uh, similar beliefs and your at your core. That's what you're going to lean on for each other uh, as you get to know one another and get married and everything. Yeah. So you mentioned already have four daughters. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask right out of the gate, who's your favorite daughter? They are all favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, what was that like? Each one yeah. of them will tell you a different one's my favorite though. So sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was that like? You know, four daughters, only man in the house. There were times it was crazy. Uh, it was good. I grew up more around, um, guys. So that was a whole new learning curve for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. uh, but it was a good learning curve. Um, and, um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, yeah. there there have been a lot of people who've you know asked the question, "Did you all just keep trying so you can have a boy?" And I can honestly say we never tried to have a boy. Or yeah. <laughs> uh, our prayer was just that God would give us children that we could share our values with and our belief system with, and feel like He's honored that. So I have no complaint. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I, I we I get that sometimes um, from certain people. You know, are you trying for a boy now? Because I've got two girls as well, and. And it's like, well, you know, it, it would be an interest. It'd be different, sure, to have a boy. But you know, I'm I'm blessed with two great girls. You know, and they're awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you have any great uh, dad advice for dads with daughters? <laughs> I or dads in general, but not be just dads with daughters. But. Well, I, I think you you set an example, um, and, and I don't think you recognize that how important that is early on. I think you teach them the principles they should look for in a man later on in their life. Um, mm. They need to know that they're valued and they're cherished really early on. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the things I always said, make sure you find a guy who's going to love you as much as your dad loved you. Yeah. You know, make sure they know it. Yeah. Um, I remember, cause you know, as when me and Brent were students or, uh, you know, we would come over to your house quite a bit, whether for like student events or dinners or whatever. So for me, it's like so it's kind of wild and, and weird and interesting The we kind of saw your girls at like different states of their life, you know, like so for my, for me, like Elena, I remember when Elena was I, I don't I don't even know, but I, I came in 2010. So I'm not entirely sure how old she would have been then. She would 2010. She'd have been six. That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so now she's like she's almost a senior, right? Or she's, she's a junior this year. She'll be a senior next year. That's crazy. Wow. You're getting old, dude. I know. <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, yeah. I vividly remember a time that we were all at the house, and one sister was was upset with another sister about something. I don't remember who it was. And they said something like, well, how come you didn't do this for her or something like that? And I remember your answer. It's always stuck with me of like, uh, it was something like, I I know exactly what each of my children need or each of my children need different things and that's okay. Or it was, it was something like that. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know if you remember it at all, but um, that always stuck with me. Cause it was interesting to see, you know, like you can love and raise your children obviously with the same values, but you just might get four completely different children that might need different yeah. types of uh, discipline or, or attention or, you know, yeah. anything like that. Well, and that's, 
that that is something that I try to teach when I do teach the parenting classes. You can't. One of the big criticisms you're going to get is that you're not fair, but you mm. can't be fair as a parent. You've got to do what your child needs, and so yeah. each child needs something different. So fair is not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, and that was probably it. That was probably something wasn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of launching off of that, um, talked about teaching and the you know parenting classes and everything. Um, could you tell us a little bit about, I guess, your job now or, you know, you know, since we've been students and, and even now as a professor, some of the things that you've really loved over the years, things that you've enjoyed teaching, things that have been challenging for you, um, any, any of those kinds of things that come to mind? Well, I think I went into to teaching at the college level because I, I watched a lot of people when they were younger struggle in ministry. Some of them give up. Some of them get really frustrated. Um, and I just, um, I have, I have a heart for ministers. I want to see them succeed. I want them to realize that they have somebody that's going to be their advocate, their champion. Uh, so I look at it, every student that comes in is a challenge. Uh, and I mean yeah. that in the most positive way, um, because I want to challenge myself even for the st student that is, can be the most defiant or the student that can push all my buttons. Um, my challenge is to try to get them to understand that they're valued and that they can be useful in God's kingdom. So, yeah. So working with students one-on-one -on -one has been my favorite thing. And there, mm. there have been, you know, just, uh, I've watched, I believe in Christian education. I, I grew up in Christian schools, went to Christian colleges. Uh, it transformed my life and I think it can transform other people's lives too. So, mm. I, I feel it's an honor to be a part of that if I can. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Uh, but I love teaching um, the youth ministry classes. I love teaching um, the parenting courses because one of the things that I've recognized is there are a lot of students who come and they're really looking for answers. They, they have um, recognized the fact that they weren't parented the way that they should have been or they could have mm. been. They don't want to make yeah. those same mistakes with their own kids. So I, I love doing the parenting classes. I love uh, talking about marriage uh, because I, I see a lot of students that are trying to, they don't want their marriage to be um, something negative. And a lot of them have experienced that growing up. So yeah. I love teaching the marriage classes, human sexuality, because I think there's a distorted version of that in our society today. So, so those are some of my favorites. That was the only class I took of yours, by the way, was, the, was human sexuality class. I don't think I took any other classes with, with you over the years. That was my last semester of college, I think. I took that class. And I'm trying to remember, did you pass that one? <laughs> I did. I had, that was actually my only A that semester. <laughs> um, <laughs> oddly, oddly enough. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> did you have a favorite student, maybe one who was muy bueno? <laughs> <laughs> um. I would have to answer that the same way I answered the question about my daughters. I have a lot of favorite students. Uh, <laughs> there we go. But, uh, that's, that's a good answer. <laughs> and, and, and the youth ministry students are the best students in the college, you know, so. That's true. Is, true. You know. <laughs> Do you, uh, this one might be hard because I know you, you've, man, you've met so many students. Do you remember maybe your earliest memory of either meeting Brandon or myself? Um, I guess I know that one's probably hard because I know you've, you've, you meet so many people um, as a professor. So, 
Well, and I mean, that's hard because for a long time I was really involved in the freshman orientation. So for, mm. in a lot of ways, it goes back to uh, freshman students coming in um, and um, I think for both of you, I mean, I remember you coming in as freshmen. Uh, so those would be some of the, I mean, that would be where it would start, but I'm trying to think of, you know, for both of you, you've been in my house. And so some of my favorite memories are just when I've got head students here, just um, goofing off with them around a meal, something along those lines. And that's, that's probably where it would come in for both of you. I can think of you being here for, for meals at our house. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I remember one in general of college, my, one of my earliest like freshman memories, I unfortunately had an appendicitis, maybe <laughs> maybe two or three weeks in, and uh, yeah, that was terrible. But I, I remember you being there. I think Eden was there too. That's that might be. I was on a lot of drugs during that time, not <laughs> by personal choice, by medical pain. <laughs> but I think she was with you. I don't really remember though. Uh, I remember visiting and. I'm trying to remember if she was or not. Uh, she should be back in a few moments. And if she gets back <laughs> when we finish this, we're going to ask her. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. that, that's, my, that's like one of my earliest memories of remembering you. And so, Brian, do you have one of Ken? Of meeting Ken? Yeah. I mean, probably the same thing. I know, I know I'd know. i been to your house um, several times, you know, during those early days. And, yeah, probably the same thing, freshman orientations and all that kind of thing. Probably the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have a cool story like yeah, an appendicitis or uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Ken, what what is you know with with so many students that you teach and so many classes and uh, you know for me I, I've got a ton of great memories in your classes. You know they're always some of my favorites. And what's something that you want? Just one student. What's like one thing you really want a student to take away? From, a, from one of your classes or, or from Bible college, I guess, in general? And I don't want this to sound cliche, but I, I want them to recognize their value. I think you see a lot of students and they start comparing themselves to somebody else. And so it's, you know, uh, I'm not as uh, good of a speaker as Bueno, or I'm not as good looking as Brandon or whatever else. Uh, but uh, the issue is... For, for each one of them, I want them to recognize uh, their challenges to be who God, God desires them to be, uh, whether it's in ministry or whatever it is, it is that they do. Because I think a lot of times um, people leave college and they have difficult situations that they face and it undermines them, whether it's in ministry or in marriage or whatever else, uh, and that they feel like they're inferior. But uh, the reality is God created them who they are. And if they can always remember that, um, yeah, then they're going to be successful. Yeah, so. yeah. I think I think that's a great thing, and just to, just to compliment you a little bit more. But that's something I always took away from from any of your classes and being taught that way. Uh, you know, Ken was always the guy. Like you said, we could always go over to his house. We uh, we, we went to the movies together. You know, like we yeah. we had a group of guys, and you know. Dr. Green just showed up and we went to go see Thor or Green Hornet or, you know, something. And it, it was, you know, we, it, it was just, you were a professor that was more than just there for teaching. You were there to, to make sure we knew we were cared about and valued. And so I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, 
That was an honor. Plus, uh, yeah. remember, I had four daughters who didn't want to see any of those movies. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, no, but, uh, that, that was a special thing to me as well. I, I mean, I, you have that professional relationship you have to have with students if you're a professor, and I understand that. But there is also another dynamic that I think can be there as far as uh, I want them to recognize, yeah, I'm a professor, but I care about you. Um, you know, I want you to recognize I'm here for you, your whole being, not just uh, to teach you in the classroom. So I want you to know that you can come to me. I want you to know that you can talk to me. I want you to know you graduate. We're colleagues together. So you don't have to call me Dr. Green. You can call me Ken. <laughs> right. All those types. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's really across the board, too. I mean, that's just a really special thing about the school. I mean, how many places can you say that where pretty much all your professors, you know, you've been to their homes, you've shared a meal with them, you know, still keep in touch with them. I mean, what we've been out of school now, bueno four or five years, you know, still keep in touch with so many of them. That's just a really, really, really special thing about, about the school. Yeah, definitely. That's something I still carry, carried away with me. Well, and I think for, for you all, for me to even say to you, I appreciate the role models that so many of my students have been to, even to my own kids. Um, yeah. Because, um, you know, you have had them in camps, you've had them in other things. Uh, actually, uh, daughter number three, I think, is going to be working with you at camp this summer, Joshua. Uh, I, so, I hope so. I hope with all this uh, stuff gets lifted. But uh, yes, yes, that'd so, be great. So, uh, and it, it's been interesting because uh, a lot of times you hear those horror stories about ministers' kids or Bible college professor kids. They're supposed to be wild, but uh, I, yeah. I think our kids grew up with an appreciation for Christ and for ministry. And I give a lot of credit to some of the really positive influences that they've been around. And that goes yeah. back to a lot of the Bible college students. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's true. Well, Ken, to kind of uh, wrap up our conversation, we have something called a, a lightning round. And uh -oh. uh, what, that, what that is is basically we're going to ask you a question. It could be a fun question or a serious question. And you can answer as short or as long or as funny as you want. And it's all up to you. And even me and Brandon. Brandon and I will answer these questions, too, because we yeah. try to mix, mix them up every now and then. So. Okay. Uh, Brandon, you want to start us off? Yeah, first question. We ask this one every single time. What is your coffee order? If you go to Starbucks. Diet Mountain Dew. Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I hate coffee. Uh, yep. <laughs> there you go. No, that's good. That's good answers like that. Uh, or I will um, get a frap at Starbucks without coffee in it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. So, do you, do you have you been the muddy? I mean, obviously, I think you've been the muddies, but do you normally uh, get anything when you we, go? On Sunday morning, our routine is we drive by muddies, get coffee for my youngest daughter, and then my wife and I go to Sonic and get a soda. Nice. <laughs> I I like Diet Mountain Dew too. A lot of people don't, but I I like it more than regular Mountain Dew. I do, and I've I've become addicted to the Mountain Dew Zero of late. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. And this is a side question: Are you as obsessed yeah. with Taco Bell as it as it seems on your Facebook? Or I like Taco Bell. I went to it an awful lot when I had a certain campus minister who absolutely adored it. That was kind of our uh, lunch spot. Yeah. I, Hardly ever go since that campus minister uh, is no longer at college. That just means he's got to visit more. We got to do more Taco Bell trips. Right. I have one daughter that'll eat Taco Bell with me. That's it. So mm -hmm. I get. 
Uh, Brandon, I don't know. I'm sure you've answered it, but what's your coffee order again? Uh, I mean, it changes. You're, you're a big my, coffee guy. You like coffee. I, I am. I am. Like, if I'm making it at home, it's always the same. I do black with sugar. If I'm going to order it somewhere, which is usually Dunkin' Donuts, I get a caramel swirl in there because um, that makes me feel justified in actually ordering ordering it out instead of making it at home. <laughs> um, but, yeah, pretty pretty simple. I'm a yeah. black coffee kind of guy. Well, I like the other stuff, too. That's good. That's good. Uh, I'm a mocha kind of guy, but I don't really – like you said, I don't make coffee at home. I only get coffee if other people are getting coffee and – that's it. So I'm a I'm a Pepsi kind of guy. That's me. Uh, Ken, as far back as you can remember, who was your first celebrity crush? Farrah Foster. Mm. Oh, all right. The hair. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Sorry, I was the Charlie's Angels era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had my, my mom was real big in, in the Charlie's Angels. I had an uncle who liked them a lot. And so I remember we had the old VHSs of, uh, of, of some of the earlier shows. So. so it's funny, Ken, because my answer is also a Charlie's Angel, but the next generation, it, <laughs> mine was uh, Drew Barrymore in the 2003 adaptation. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember that was my, uh, my first uh, celeb crush. Nice. <laughs> funny. I always try to come up with a different crush every time I answer this. So this episode, I'm going to say Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Okay. Uh, we just watched a lot of Saved by the Bell reruns before school. And so that was always uh, that was that was like a one that I remember the most. <laughs> uh, okay. So favorite TV show. This could be one currently on the air or just all time you like to watch. I still am watching Walking Dead, so I'd probably Me say too. that. I, I was curious if you're still watching it. I'm still watching it, um, but it is very close with SVU. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've yeah. been watching that one since it began, too. You're probably the last person left. That's been... You're the last person I personally know. I think I said I think you're the last person watching Walking Dead still that I know of. A lot of my friends have dropped yeah. off. <laughs> and my problem is I can't give up on something. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I gotta yeah. stick it out. Yeah, even if it's even if it's not as good as like I gotta see how it ends. You know, I can't just stop. Right. Yeah. That was another thing that we always did at Doctor Green's was Sun Sunday nights were Walking Dead nights that we all. Dead, yeah. Oh yeah. Those Walking. were the good seasons too. That was like at its height. That was. In my, in my opinion. <laughs> but. Uh, Dr. Green, if you can have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, and in celebrity or anybody, uh, who would it be and why? Dinner with anyone. I have, um, well, there, there, there's about three guys that I went to, or I grew up with in high school we went to bible college together we still get together every couple years and do retreats mm. uh, those three guys are some of my favorite people to be around and i would probably outside of my family it would be those guys mm. yeah that's cool shout out to them yeah <laughs> that's cool i think that's but, our uh, goal we've right supported now. each other for about 30 years so it's pretty cool wow that's awesome yeah. well longer yeah. than that 30 years of ministry 45 years of life i guess Wow, that's awesome. Awesome. 
Yeah, we, we, yeah, Brian, that's our goal. That's our hashtag goal. All right, 35 years from now, yeah, still. <laughs> I believe it too. We've got a small group um, of guys, you know, kind of similar. Um, yeah. Hasn't been that long, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're all over the country now, so it is special when we can get together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Brent, who, uh, what about for you? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. So who would I have? Oh, man. Um, and it could, it could be someone you know, or it could be a, a famous person or whoever you want to be. Hmm. Circle back to me because I, I didn't have to, I didn't think about this. So I, I was actually asked this question today by somebody. Um, and I realized, I think I go back and forth. It really depends on the day for me. Because there's there's so many people you could like just have mm-hmm. a conversation with. But today, when I was asked, I answered uh, Fred Rogers from Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. and I think that's just because I've recently been thinking a lot about him. We just watched uh, his movie with Tom Hanks, and I was like, he seems like a really interesting guy to have a conversation with. So, oh yeah. Mm. So I was going a couple different ways. I was going with a couple different ways with this. I was thinking like historical figures and all sorts of things. Um, there's probably a few I'd choose, but I think my real answer would be, uh, probably my great grandfather. Um, he passed away in, back in 2001. Um, and I, I knew, you know, I remember him, but not nearly as much as I'd like to. And I remember being a really good cook. So I would love to have dinner that he made with him. Oh, that'd be cool. Because I remember him being really, yeah, he was a really, really good cook. Josh Eden just came in. Do you want me to ask her that question? Oh, yes, definitely. Yes. Hey, Eden Green. Or Eden Foot now, excuse me. Um, so, hey, Eden. You remember going to the hospital with me when Josh had his appendix Yeah, it was up. the first time I met you. I thought that was you. Okay, good. I yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. Eden, I was I'm- telling the story, and I was like, I know Ken was there, and I think it was Eden, but I was also on a lot of morphine, so I don't remember. Yeah. So. I just remember hearing about this guy that Dad had to go see at the hospital. I don't really know why I went with, quite honestly. But <laughs> Good. That was our first interactions. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, I also asked him uh, who his favorite daughter was, and he definitely said you. So I figured, yeah. He doesn't like to admit it to many people, but I'm glad he told you the truth. Uh, Lane is also in the room, so I'm getting a glare right now. From her. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hi, Elena. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Uh, Brandon, are you next? Or did you ask? No, this one. Um, actually, no, this one is mine. Yep. Um, what music are you listening to right now? Ooh. I am pretty eclectic. I can... Hmm. I love a lot of the 60s and 70s music, uh, even though that was before my time frame. I'm a child of the 80s, so anything 80s, I really like. Um, and most of the time in my car, I'm probably becoming the middle-aged guy because it's just a Christian radio. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I've got one more to wrap us up here, Brent. Can um, I share your music? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I should. Uh, what am I listening to now? Uh, oh, wait a minute. I guess I should look at my. Uh, the one thing that I remember listening to pretty recently, um, 
Now I'm blanking. I can't think of what it was. I gotta look at it. Besides, I remember now. Besides, obviously, Frozen and everything Frozen because Rosie loves it. Yeah. Uh, besides that, uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's been that's been on my uh, that's been on my repeat recently. Her new the newest album, Lover, and so. <laughs> I've actually been listening to a lot of that too. I have a I have a client who listens to that a lot. I'm doing like one on one video sessions with one of my clients, and he's like obsessed with Taylor Swift. So I've been listening to that a lot too. Um, my answer is probably the same as last episode. I get like I go through these little phases of like two or three months at a time where I just get hung up on a few different artists or genre and I'll just listen to it until I get tired of it and, and something else comes along. So right now I'm still really into, um, I really like old music, older music. Um, but right now I've been listening to a lot of singer songwriter stuff. And so I listen to, I've been listening to Jackson Brown mm. and James Taylor and stuff like, that. um, kind of the, the old school singer songwriter stuff. I've been really enjoying that. So Solid that's stuff. my answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Ken, I got one last one for you here. Okay. Um, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you want to travel right now? Anywhere in the world. I really love Europe, especially France. I spent mm-hmm. a summer doing church planting there and fell in love with the country. Oh, wow. So um, just... Um, enjoy that uh would be happy to go back there and visit for a while ken what'd you say about shelly i said my wife just remind me i have to take her with me of course yeah ken do you Um, know any of the language there like did you speak french at all when you were planting there Je parle français très un peu very little i don't know what you just said that sounds pretty sexy I've been studying French for the past like eight months, so I was, I, I've been I can, really into. I can teach you uh, a term of endearment for your wives. Would you like that? Oh, okay. I would love that. Yes, yeah. oui. Just call her <laughs> mon petit du poisson. Mon, mon, f- <laughs> du poisson. Mon, mon petit du poisson. Mon petit poisson. It literally means you little fish head, but it's a term of endearment there for your girlfriend. <laughs> little fish, yeah, poisson. Little, little fish, fish head. head. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, you can see if it works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it might. Yeah, Brian, you're you've been studying French, right? Yeah, for I'm gonna say probably the past eight nine months now. I've been studying every day. So, really, yeah, well, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I decided, right, you know, I, I, hear I don't you know. Say I, something. Yeah, what do you, you say, something, Brandon? Je te dis le français tous les jours pour six mois. Studying French every day for the past six months. Um, yeah, I just decided I wanted I wanted to learn a language. I thought you know I'd really give it an honest try. I'd never really put in too mu- put too much effort into it. Um, yeah, and I'm not too far from Quebec up here, so I want to try it out soon and take a trip up there when I'm ready. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Look at you. I'm impressed. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Uh, I know no second language. Uh, maybe a little bit of sign language, but that's all I got. Yeah. Um, uh, Brandon, where where do you want to go in the world? I don't know if we said that yet. Where do I want to go in the world? Um, yeah, right now, I guess um, it sounds boring, but Canada, like Quebec, is, is first on my list. Um, that's kind of my next big trip I want to take. Um, I'd like to go back to Haiti at some point. Yeah, I've been there several times and you know i would like to make my way back there uh, at some point 
Um, and I do want to go to Europe. Uh, I've done a lot of travel in North America. I've been to like most of the States and I've been to Canada and the Caribbean, but I have not left technically uh, left North America. So I would like to go to another continent at some point uh, in my life. So Europe go. would probably be my first, first. first. Yeah. We, uh, we've been, uh, I don't know. There's always, you know, we can go a lot of different places, but one thing that Sarah and I always come back to, and it's probably just because we watch a lot of The Crown, is going to London or in England and stuff yeah. like that. And so I think it's cool. Not everybody does. You know, either that or uh, I think Italy would be pretty sweet too. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Ken, hey, man, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us and, you know, talking with us and just, you know, being, being the really awesome person that you are. We really appreciate you and uh, appreciate you yeah. coming on with us. Yeah. Well, it was an honor, and uh, you uh, don't have to um, ask me to do a podcast to give me a call, so I'd love to talk to you guys anytime. <laughs> Value the pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, yes. Yeah, I re- really appreciate your time. All right, take care, guys. All right, bye, Ken. Thank you. Bye.